This is a story about Tom. Tom owns a business. Tom owns a business that he started when he was 18 years old. Tom started his business by mowing lawns in the neighborhood. And to put himself through college and to pay for life expenses, uh, he bought himself a really nice lawnmower, charged $10 to mow a lawn. And business was good. There were a lot of calls. And Tom was good at mowing lawns. Tom was good at mowing a lot of lawns in a single day. And eventually, Tom had a pickup truck and a trailer and a larger zero-turn mower, and business was good, and life was good. Then, Tom began to realize the challenges of taking phone calls on a cell phone while trying to service his customers. So Tom decided to grow the business by hiring another crew, buying more lawnmowers, putting more lawn care crews out into the field. And then his call volume exploded. He was getting a lot of calls, both from crew members out in the field having problems with lawnmowers, problems with clients, customers calling and wondering where the crews were or how much they owed. And Tom was trying to do all of this work while maintaining some of his clients' lawns while talking on a cell phone. So he was working out of his car. So Tom had a great idea. If he could just get two or three more lawn care crews out in the field, he could generate enough revenue to have a customer service person sitting at a phone. And that customer service person could coordinate all of the uh, lawn cutting crews, coordinate all of the location of all the equipment, uh, handling customers that wanted to call and book uh, one of the uh, lawnmower crews to have their lawn mowed. So Tom hired a professional, set up a telephone, and put that person at a computer, gave them access to the calendar, set up a website, did all of this great stuff, marketed the company. But there was a problem. Many of the customers liked calling Tom directly on the cell phone. And the challenge was for Tom is that he loved his customers, but he knew that they would have better service and the business would function smoothly and more efficiently if those customers called the customer service center, the customer service person sitting at a phone, ready to take a payment, ready to schedule a lawn mowing session, ready to make business happen. And Tom was in his pickup truck and Tom didn't have a calendar with him. He didn't have the credit card machine with him. He was driving. So frequently he would just ask his clients, would you mind calling the office? And in some cases, clients were a little perturbed, a little offended. They expected better service. They wanted to call Tom's cell phone directly because they had a relationship with Tom and Tom had been mowing their lawn for about 10 years. To further complicate matters, Tom, after 10 years of working the business, age 28, decided that he wanted to advance his career and maybe do something a, a little different. So Tom 
decided to rebrand the lawn care business. Tom had a team of very talented lawn care professionals, all kinds of lawn mowers and trucks and trailers and all the right gear needed to run in a, a very efficient lawn care service. But Tom had grander plans for himself. He wanted to personally go into the business of landscape design. And he had so many clients that he worked with and had great relationships with. But those clients saw him as the guy you call when you want your lawn mowed. So Tom approached some of those clients and said, hey, you know, I know you've been talking uh, for quite some time about doing some landscape work at your house, maybe a new, maybe new flower beds, maybe a, uh, a stone patio, maybe a, uh, a brick wall or some sort of landscaping wall and, and arbovita and trees and uh, various uh, other landscaping features on your property. And I would really like to talk to you about what I could do in the area of landscape design and installation of all of these uh, ideas. And the homeowner the client said, you know, Tom, we love you. We, we really uh, are, are pleased with all of the work that you've done for us over the past decade. However, uh, we have decided to use a company that specializes in landscape design uh, because we feel that because that's what they do, uh, that they would do a better job. And no offense to you, but you're the guy that cuts our lawn uh, and you're not a landscape design company. And uh, you have a whole team of people that know how to mow the lawn, uh, but you don't have on your staff anyone that knows how to uh, plant the arbovita or the other trees or install the uh, flower beds and other landscaping features we'd like to have. So we're going with a company that has a lot of experience in that area of landscape design because that's what they do. So Tom thought, well, wow, after 10 years of this, uh, I'm going to be pigeonholed into a situation where all my clients just see me as the guy that mows the lawn. So what do I do? Well, Tom decided to create a new brand. And he came up with a name and a website and phone numbers and email addresses and all of the above so that his customer service person could begin answering the phone as uh, Green Cut. Green Cut Lawn Care Service. And Green Cut Lawn Care Service went on to become a very successful operation depending on how you measure success, uh, green care, uh, uh, green cut lawn care service was uh, successful in that uh, they were always busy. There were always lawns to be mowed. And you had to raise rates a little bit, but overall, uh, green cut lawn care service, green cut lawn care service was still a great deal. And they didn't have the absolute latest and greatest zero turn mowers. And they, they didn't have uh, advanced, um, uh, they didn't have the latest and greatest pickup trucks and uh, trailers and such. They had a, a really great crew. In a lot of cases, young professionals, sometimes college students even, uh, working in the summer for the Green Cut Lawn Care Service. And these young professionals, very hardworking and very talented. And there were 
within the operation, there were a few that had been around quite a while, and they were the leaders. And uh, Green Cut Lawn Care Service uh, continued to operate very successfully. And then Tom went about uh, taking uh, his business, uh, changing the name just slightly to uh, Tom's uh, Landscape Design Company. And Tom changed up his website, and Tom did uh, a couple of uh, landscape design jobs, uh, maybe uh, slightly under uh, what he should have been charging, to build the uh, collection of uh, clients that knew him as a landscape designer, and also uh, so that he had portfolio work and success stories to share uh, with future clients that would see him not as a person to mow the lawn, but as a person that you'd hire from a major project landscape design and the installation of all the landscaping features. The challenge Tom faced is as the business grew, a lot of clients would call his cell phone. And Tom uh, successfully grew the landscape design company uh, to have a handful of employees and a great reputation and doing wonderful work. And uh, Tom would go out and see new clients, and sometimes they would be flabbergasted at how much things cost and they wouldn't uh, do business. Sometimes those prospects he would go see really just needed a uh, person to mow the lawn. So he would send them over to the, the Green Cut uh, Lawn Care Company. And uh, but, the, but the challenge for Tom is that as ever, everything grew – his cell phone would ring off the hook because uh, Green Cut Lawn Care grew a little bit and the landscape design company grew a little bit. And as time goes on, Tom's cell phone became the dispatch center. If anyone had a problem with equipment, they would call Tom's cell phone. If a crew member on the lawn care side had a problem with their paycheck, they would call Tom, and frequently, uh, because they're young professionals and didn't have a lot of experience in the work world, they didn't understand the boundaries or what's appropriate, and many of them uh, would work until 5 or 6, understandably, uh, wouldn't discover their paycheck was screwed up until 9 or 10 or 11 o'clock on a Friday night, but their first action would be to call Tom's cell phone at uh, 8 or 9 o'clock at night, maybe even later. And Tom had reached a point in his life where... He had some other things going. Tom was very passionate about uh, rescuing uh, Rottweilers. And Tom also uh, viewed as somewhat successful because Tom had made the mistake of uh, using social media to flaunt a few things. Um, maybe uh, Tom had, had discovered that uh, buying a nice cars or posting pictures of things on, on Facebook or in other social media that would lead people to believe that he had uh, some money or some success. Uh, there, was a, there was a downside that he didn't realize until after that it all happened, uh, that frequently the cell phone would ring with uh, requests that Tom couldn't fulfill, uh, requests for money, Requests for assistance, requests for employment, requests for sponsorship or nonprofit donations. And Tom's cell phone floated around town freely because in a lot of cases, uh, friends or family or acquaintances within Tom's network felt they were doing Tom a favor by handing out 
his personal cell phone to everyone in town that they encountered that wanted to have their lawn mowed. And there were quite a few people in Tom's network who thought, wow, he's successful. His business is great. But there were quite a few people that didn't know that Tom was in landscape design and had moved away from cutting lawns and uh, weren't close enough to Tom to really know uh, what he was pursuing and what his uh, uh, passions were. Uh, So they would frequently give out Tom's cell phone number to any friend or family member they had who needed to have their lawn mowed for $20. And Tom, unfortunately, would have to uh, tell that caller that their best bet would be to call the customer service center. And this went on for quite a while. And Tom found himself fielding these calls at the same time that he was getting involved in helping other business owners run their business because he had a a little bit of a consulting practice going on that perhaps he was keeping to himself where people, business owners would call him and he would sometimes offer free advice or sometimes he would get involved in helping other uh, lawn care companies or other people that were within a a home services business uh, help them get their business started. And he would uh, uh, sometimes do that to help a friend, and occasionally he would uh, receive a modest fee, uh, but he had some other activities going on, and he made some good investments. Tom made some wise investments with some of the money he stopped spending on expensive cars or ridiculous vacations and just started putting money away and made good investments. So Tom reached a point in his life where he started working with a special cause to rescue Rottweilers who had been abandoned. And the problem with Rottweilers, certainly, is that many people view them as a dangerous or a threat or a breed that uh, perhaps shouldn't be uh, in the neighborhood because they're a, a danger to kids. But Tom had a way with the Rottweilers. And after working in the business for 20 or 25 years, and he certainly was very passionate about all of the things that he had done, uh, landscaping and lawn care and all of it. But he found great joy in the other assignments that he had felt that that he had been given. Um, Very passionate about working with this organization that helped to rescue Rottweilers and place them in good homes. The downside, of course, to this is that a lot of advisors in Tom's life told him he was spending too much time worrying about the Rottweilers. And uh, some of Tom's family members uh, grew concerned that maybe it wasn't safe to be around Tom uh, in the off chance that maybe one of those Rottweilers might be around or maybe one of those Rottweilers might harm their children. And so as Tom uh, got a little older, and uh, got a little wiser and began to um, take on some of these passion projects and other things. Maybe he got a little distant from the original business. So the challenge Tom is facing is that he has this cell phone, and the cell phone is still a high-traffic area. And so Tom uh, takes on a lot in terms of keeping all the businesses going and taking care of his friends and uh, people in his network who have started businesses that he's committed to helping. And then he's taken on the cause of looking after these Rottweilers. And the problem with the Rottweilers is that because so many people told him not to get involved with the Rottweilers, when these dogs have a problem, like they, they bite a child, uh, 
then Tom gets a phone call. So Tom takes a lot of calls that people don't know about related to the Rottweilers. And he has a little bit of a legal fund and he's got some money for an attorney. And in some cases, when the Rottweiler, who was a good dog, um, uh, might have bitten someone and the law enforcement came by and uh, there was either going to be a lawsuit or the, the dog needed to be put down. Uh, Tom felt uh, his calling to perhaps uh, use his resources and all that uh, he had been given uh, and all that he was blessed with to perhaps pursue this cause of helping these Rottweilers. And so Tom could find a place that the Rottweilers could be safe, but at great expense because a number of his advisors who uh, were irritated with this or uh, maybe family members that wanted to keep their distance for their own safety. And Tom felt, uh, you know, a little um, alone. And so the cell phone became a real problem because there was rarely then a call for uh, something positive, an invite to a party or uh, something that would, uh, a friend that wanted to connect or a family member that really wanted to connect or talk. Uh, the cell phone became uh, problems, crisis, uh, issues, and at all times, uh, day and night. So then Tom decided that maybe it would be a good idea to get away from some of the stress, and he had the means to buy a uh, property uh, out of town, out in the country, and set up just a little country home. And Tom just loved to work with plants. And part of his landscape design is certainly working with uh, various trees and shrubs and flowers and, and to be able to assist people in planting gardens and setting up flower beds and landscaping features. So Tom loved the business or the, the work or the art of uh, the greenhouse and the uh, growing plants and uh, working with the right fertilizers and all of that sort of thing. So Tom had set up a special greenhouse that he could get away and at times, he was able to get away, uh, but people would be very upset. People would be upset with Tom when they would text, and the text didn't go through because the greenhouse didn't, uh, where it was located, didn't great, get great cell phone reception. So Tom found himself in a place where the, the very few people that uh, were still in his life uh, would just sometimes get irritated because they weren't getting an immediate text response. And a lot of people felt, uh, clients, uh, friends, family, felt that, uh, you know, when you text someone, that you should have an immediate response, that to not reply is somehow offensive or hurtful. And Tom, uh, who had certainly worked very hard and earned the right to, uh, on a Saturday or a Sunday, uh, drive out to the greenhouse and work with the plants and maybe bring the, a Rottweiler or two along uh, that, uh, that had been uh, exiled or uh, were in danger of being uh, uh, executed uh, because of their bad behavior. And so Tom had kind of put these things together and put this greenhouse uh, out in the country. But he would come back on a Monday uh, and discover that people were irritated that they couldn't reach him on a Sunday afternoon about a payroll problem or that somehow that they were uh, uh, interested in doing some kind of work, uh, but since they couldn't reach him by cell phone on a Saturday afternoon, they were going to go with somebody else. And Tom scratched his head because he had in place a phenomenal 
customer service center with the most talented people in the business answering emails and phones. Tom had even gone so far as to set up a system where someone could text the lawn care business and the landscaping design business so that a client that liked to text could text a request. He had set up a system where through the Facebook page, people could chat with the customer service center and the designers and all of the really talented people that were at the business. But still, there were people who were extremely irritated. They, they could not reach Tom on a cell phone. And they felt, well, if Tom's not going to talk to me directly on the cell phone, that I'm not going to do business with any of these companies. And those folks, for whatever reason, wanted to bypass the customer service department. And they did not understand that by bypassing the customer service department, you are probably not going to have a good experience because the person who owns the business, and if that, it, it does not have the ability to provide on the spot good customer service at every hour because a person that owns the business who has investments and other clients and other ventures going and maybe has a lot of irons in the fire, they are not equipped and should not be equipped to run a business by a cell phone. And they should not be expected to do this. Now, if a person is a sole proprietor or an entrepreneur that is a one-person shop and they are the product or service, then yes, running a business by a cell phone is acceptable. But if you're visiting a business, if you would like service from a business and you want to call the owner directly, think for a second about the etiquette or what your expectations are. Could you help that business owner by calling the customer service office, by calling in? The reality is that a business owner wants the experience that their customer has to be incredible. Every business owner wants their clients to be happy. The clients and friends and associates and everyone in the business owner's network may not know exactly what's happening in the business owner's life. They may not know that the lawn mowing service doesn't really turn a profit. It simply exists to keep people employed. The business model at the lawn cutting operation might have been to simply keep a crew together in the event that a large landscaping job came in from the bigger operation, then that business owner has an entire team of laborers to bring in in the event there's a big project. The clients and friends and family in the business owner's life may not know that $20 lawn cutting jobs aren't profitable. And maybe they're not a, a job that loses money, but the, but the people don't know. And so the business owner has a, a challenge because he certainly does not want to tell everybody what the behind the scenes is. The business owner, in order to protect his career and his reputation and his brand, has to keep everything secret. So you can't tell anyone that the lawn care business doesn't make a lot of money that a lot of the money that the business owner lives on comes from other investments or other situations or other side consulting work. 
the general public, the friends, the clients, the f- family members, they don't know what the real situation is with the Rottweilers. They don't know the legal dilemmas. They don't know which Rottweiler bit a child and what the situations are there because so many people were in the business owner's life were against the idea of becoming passionate or about taking care of what is viewed as a dangerous animal that uh, the business owner has to keep any activities related to this cause that this business owner is so passionate about has to keep all of it secret and so there isn't anyone for the business owner to turn to The problem here is that a person in this situation uh, doesn't have any peers because even if there were another business owner out there who had these kinds of situations going on, you, you would never be able to identify that person because that person too is keeping all of their personal issues and dilemmas secret because they are the brand, because you can't disconnect the business owner from the operation. So the business owner is struggling. How do I figure out a way to reduce the number of calls to my personal cell phone so that I can solve the problems of my life? I would like to focus on building a better business. I'd like to focus on saving the Rottweilers. I'd like to find time to spend in my greenhouse to really engineer a hardy arbovita that will grow in any condition. I want to solve all of these problems. But the minute I want to just go out and have a Saturday to myself, that's when the cell phone blows up. And the cell phone blows up with calls that are really better to be directed at the business call center, the customer service center. And more importantly... Those calls are more appropriate between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. How do you communicate that to people you love? How do you communicate that to people that you care about? How do you communicate that to people who are essential to your plans? They're essential to your success. They're a key part of your network. And you don't want to hurt their feelings and you don't want to offend them. But there is behavior that you find inappropriate, boundaries that have been violated. How do you tell someone you love? How do you tell a coworker that you like? How do you tell an employee that you've just recruited and you want that person to stick with your operation? That it's not appropriate to call me at these times. That it's not appropriate to call my cell phone for this kind of issue. How do you set those boundaries? How do you educate someone? How do you convey to someone you care about that you are not required to respond to their text? That if you don't respond to a text message, that that should not be construed as telling somebody to go away. How do you politely ask somebody to book your lawn care service through the lawn care service center without hurting their feelings? There isn't an easy way. And the reality is that it is very possible that you could end up 
very alone because the family might have disagreed with you. They don't feel it's safe to hang around you. Some of your family or friends are irritated that you didn't respond to a text. Some people might be irritated that you're not personally going out and mowing their lawn, that you're sending some kid. And frankly, what you have to do as a business owner is just accept it and turn the cell phone off. You're not in the healthcare business. You're not a 911 dispatch center. Nobody's going to die if the lawn doesn't get mowed. And no matter how hard you work to try to figure this out, you're still going to struggle with it as the business owner because you don't want anyone to be upset with you. That's a challenge. It's a challenge worth discussing. And in this era where we try to figure out what our priorities are, and as we try to protect ourselves from a financial collapse or viruses or what sometimes seems like uh, the end of the world, we need to think about what's really important, the commitments we've made to those causes and those people or perhaps animals that some advisors say you should stay away from. And that's when you have to decide what's really important. And for the business owner, the most important thing you can do is turn the cell phone off. And then you find out who really cares about you. Because at the end of the day, maybe it's time to stop worrying about everyone else and their problems and what they think of you and just take care of you, the business owner.